Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. I'm not sure why I'm having a hard time breathing today, but anyway, um, this is podcast number 184. I'm calling it Automating Cleaning which I'll just tell you, I feel like I've talked about this before, but hopefully it'll all be new stuff. I have 184 podcasts now. So looking back at things, um, I did go search and, you know, typed in automat, hoping that I would find, um, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, sorry if I've talked about it before, but hopefully we'll get into some new stuff this time. If I have, you guys probably know better than me because I know there are a lot of you who re-listen again and again and again. So you probably know what I've said better than I do. Anyway, um, before I get into that, though, I want to read you a book review from my most recent book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life. Not light, but life. Um, This is from goodreads.com. I was, this is the review now, okay? Five stars, I think it was. Might have been four, but I think it was five. I was pleasantly surprised by the depth, emotionally, that this book gets into, especially the chapter on grieving. I think this is my favorite tidying book. It's practical instead of idealistic and honestly, super simple to implement. I was a little shocked at the intense level of clutter, parentheses, hoarding. She described as her usual environment, but it's all really a matter of degrees. So I, um, this is me now. I love this review because it seems to be coming from someone who was not familiar with what it is that I do here at A Slob Comes Clean and um, I hit the mark with them. So that makes me happy. Okay. So we're talking about automating clean automating cleaning. Um, just to be clear, there is no such thing. All right. There's no like, Oh my word, how did my house get clean? I didn't realize, you know, we've talked about, that's the reasons why I put in, um, you know, naming the four things that have to be done so that my house doesn't completely fall apart, um, and be crazy. Um, it's the, um, removing the decisions from the process, not letting myself make decisions about certain things that don't deserve to be a decision every day, because honestly they just have to be done. So really there is no automatic cleaning. Um, but the idea here is to work, to find ways to help it feel more that way, to help ensure things that are going to happen. So setting things in motion so that they continually happen. Um, so the, the reason I thought about this was, um, you guys know, if you've been around, I was a theater arts teacher before I, um, stayed home with my kids and then eventually, you know, got into writing. Um, but I do the, uh, drama stuff at my church and, particularly, you know, we like to do something at Christmas. So I have known for a really long time that I was going to be doing a Christmas production at my church. And so I am currently in the very last stages of getting it totally written and, you know, starting rehearsals and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you're not a theater person, you're probably like, Oh, okay. Well that makes sense. It's October. Yeah. If you are a theater person, you're going seriously, Dana, it's October. Are you insane? It's way too late. But anyway, <clears throat> that's just where I am right now. It's been a little stressful. But because it's been very stressful, as I've been, um, there's a lot of reasons why. But anyway, as I've been in this um, stage right now, I keep finding myself going, I am so ready to get um, 
you know, the script finalized, my cast finalized, and make my rehearsal schedule. Because once I make my rehearsal schedule, then everything is automated. That does not mean that it's stress-free. It does not mean that I don't work my bohiney off and require other people to work their bohineys off. I mean, it's a ton of work. But I always have this feeling when I put on a production of once I get my schedule done. So the way I do that, some of y'all don't care about this, but I'm just explaining. So you know what I'm talking about. The way I do that is I have an exact rehearsal schedule. These are the exact dates and times. These are the people who are going to need to be here at these times because I don't like to have people there if they're not actually participating in the scene that we're working on. But, you know, these, this is the schedule. This is what we're going to do at this rehearsal. This is what we're going to do at that rehearsal. You know, I know how to break them out and, and, you know, which, what's going to happen at all the different rehearsals. These are the pages that we're going to cover. This is when you need to have your lines memorized. This is blah, 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 whatever. Once I get that on my calendar, once I have that written out schedule, I take a deep breath because then all I have to do is follow that schedule. Okay. Like that's it. Other than all the work that I'm actually doing to fulfill that schedule. But there's just something about that mental shift that happens once that plan is made. Okay. Now there are ways that this can, um, translate into housekeeping, cleaning, organizing issues. And there are ways that it doesn't. All right. So just the fact that I have a written out plan does not many things going to happen because for years I would write out plans and then never actually do anything. So if you have been around a while, this is one of those context things. Okay. For you to understand when I am talking about daily habits, I say, don't make a plan, just do the dishes. Okay. So that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about, I'm going to figure out exactly how I'm going to keep my house clean and then I'm going to start doing it. No, go ahead, start doing the dishes. Go listen to a different podcast before you start listening, before you keep on listening to this one. If you are in that totally overwhelmed thing. But if you're at the point where you're like, how can I get some things going? I, I'm starting to feel like my house is, um, it's, you know, running more smoothly. Like it's not a total complete disaster. I've decluttered to the point where I have a place for a lot of my stuff, if not all of my stuff, you know I mean? Like what about that? What about when you're at that point and you go, okay, how can I get this to where it's running even more smooth? How can I put something on the calendar that perpetuates this progress that I'm making? Okay. And that's what we're talking about here. So um, no, it's, it's not about those daily things. Those things don't deserve a plan. Those are not plan worthy. Okay. Doing the dishes is not plan worthy. Doing a daily five minute pickup. It's not plan worthy. It's not worth putting on the schedule. It's something that as you, you know, I've mentioned before, whenever you think of it, that's when you do it. Okay. Because if you put it on the schedule for 10 o'clock and then you forget, okay, or just life happens, but for me, I just forget. And then I go, Oh, I forgot to do that last night. All right. Tonight at 10 o'clock, we're going to do that. Well, um, you can tell my te- kids are teenagers, right? Cause I say 10 where I used to say things like seven thirty. <laughs> anyway. Um, but you know, I mean that that's just reality. Okay. That those things don't deserve a schedule, but we're talking about things that, that do. And how can I use my calendar? How can I use this, get it on the schedule as a way to automate 
honestly the motivation for some of those daily things. Okay. So here we go. Um, you know, first of all, I just want to say a deadline always helps me. It, it does. And, um, a deadline is not the plan to get my house out of chaos. Um, but a deadline is a great thing for me to get it to that next level above just the, um, random every day. Okay. I think we have this under control. Do you know what I mean? There's a difference between our family's functioning great and I don't hate my house and wow. Okay. I can walk without tripping and we're going to have people over. Okay. So, um, you know, deadlines always help. I always work better under that. If you are in a point where you're completely overwhelmed and Thanksgiving's coming up and you have family coming over for Thanksgiving, or you've got some sort of a party that you've already, um, you know, committed to or whatever, um, look into, I have two podcasts from last November. I'll try to link to them, but I'm going to be honest. I'm so late getting this podcast up that I may initially put it up without show notes. I'll try to go back and, and put those in later, but um, look in last November, it should be in the one thirty to one forty range, I think, um, where I did two different podcasts on, um, 14 days to opening your front door to guests. Okay. I have an ebook on that. If you would like the, you know, written out version, the printables and all that, that right there. Um, I think it's seven ninety nine. Anyway, I have podcasts on how to clean a messy house and get it ready for guests, which is a more general way of looking at that. I have posts with free printables on that, you know, so all of these things are available to you to set yourself working toward that deadline. Okay. Because honestly, that is very helpful. I mean, I've always said one of the best ways for me to ensure that my house is going to get clean. The first step is to open my big fat mouth. I mean, it's in, when I say big fat mouth, what I'm talking about is what I, how I refer to it later as I'm in the middle of cleaning going, why did I open my big fat mouth? Okay. I mean that, you know, like what was I thinking when I said I'll host the Christmas party, you can have that baby shower hit my house or, you know, whatever that first step of getting it on the calendar, not just, you know what, one of these days I want to have a Christmas party at my house. You know what, one of these days I want to be the one to host the, um, Easter brunch for the family, or I don't know, I'm just making things up off the top of my head. But, um, as when those things just come up in my head and, um, I think, Oh yeah, I'm going to do that one day. Well, then it may never happen. But if I open my big fat mouth, or send a big fat text. I don't know. Kids don't say big fat. Okay. But anyway, as I do that, then I put it on the schedule. I say, Hey guys, come over on such and such date at 10 AM for brunch. It's on the calendar. Now I have the deadline. Okay. So do you see how that, like, that is the first step as opposed to just thinking, I really, one of these days want to do this. I'm going to get my house under control. Now, it can be completely overwhelming. So go ahead and start decluttering. And as you get to that point where you start to go, wow, I think I'm getting close to my clutter threshold here. Go ahead and put it on the calendar and that will push you farther. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, all right. So the deadline helps the calendar helps. Um, you know, the difference between it being on the schedule and not, you know, is the things that I want to do versus things I actually do. Okay. Um, so ideas of things that are coming up that you could, um, you know, potentially open your big fat mouth and invite people over, um, a Christmas party for your, um, you know, some of the moms that maybe you volunteer with at your kid's school or some of your friends from work, um, you know, having a, I don't know, 
I don't drink, but like wine and cheese night or something. I don't know. But you know, whatever, whatever it is that you guys have all kind of, wouldn't it be fun if we ever did this, you know, put it on the calendar because the holidays are a great time to be motivated to open up. Maybe it's a cookie swap among you and some other friends, um, who maybe don't love, love baking, but you want to work together and do that. I know there's, there's probably a million things online of how to host a cookie swap. Um, but you know that maybe it's your kid's birthday party that's coming up in the next little bit, you know, go ahead and decide, okay, this year we're going to do a fun at home party because I mean, sometimes kids love that you can play those old classic games. Obviously you do whichever one, whatever you want to do. And I'm a big fan of, having it somewhere else if you need to. But, you know, if this is something that you're motivated to do, what can you go ahead and put on the calendar? Um, Maybe it's a New Year's Day brunch. Maybe it's a New Year's Eve party. Maybe it's, you know, even if it's just, I'm going to have three couples come over with their kids or whoever is available and we're going to, you know, celebrate New Year's Eve together. Not going to be a big, huge thing. Um, Okay, so those are very helpful put something on the calendar, but even better as far as automating in a perpetual way, cleaning, keeping things under control are ongoing things that go and stay on the calendar. Okay. So I have mentioned this so many times, but when I first started my deslobification process, which I didn't know I was going to call my deslobification process, I was just at that point of total desperation and trying to get my house under control In the beginning there, as I was working just simply on daily habits and starting to see some progress right at that, I mean, right at the beginning, um, my church asked for volunteers to um, host groups in our homes, like on Sunday nights. And so it was going to be just, you know, random people that they assigned and we would meet in people's homes. And I volunteered to do that. Um, We did that, I think, for like six years or something. And that in and of itself Yes, the daily habits were really important, but that having that on the calendar forced me to level up from just making sure that the dishes were done and the floors were picked up and the basic cleaning was done. It just forced me to level up once a week, meaning get it actually all looking nice at the same time. I mean, not the bedrooms. I closed those doors, but you know what I mean? But that, that consistent thing on the calendar. And that was a one-time volunteering. It was a one-time, yes, we'll do that. And it put it on the calendar every week from then until we ended up not doing it anymore. Okay. So what can you potentially volunteer for? Maybe it's not once a week. Maybe it's a monthly book club. People like me love to read. We love creative brains, escapism, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, you know, maybe you've always wanted to have a book club and you've wished somebody else would start one. Well, say I would like to start, start a book club. I will host at my house at least for the first three months, you know, and put it on the fourth Saturday of the month. Don't do whatever it is. Check and make sure it's not Thanksgiving if you're going to start right now. But anyway, but you know, I'm going to do this on the first Saturday of every month. We're going to meet at my house from 10 to noon. Um, you know, and that's, it's just, it's a forced thing. And when it's on the calendar and you know, it's coming, it's amazing to me when I know something is coming, even though my house is under control, it just, it levels up my motivation 
to be more thorough and consistent in all the daily stuff. Okay. Like instead of, Oh, that's right. I needed to do the dishes because it's the right thing. Instead, I now have this, okay, I have got to thoroughly do these dishes because if I don't, it's just going to pile up. And then when I have to do something Thursday afternoon and get the house, you know, ready for whatever it is we're doing Friday, it's just going to be that much bigger. So if I can go ahead and do it today, then I will be, you know, giving myself much more of a clean slate to work from on Thursday afternoon. So it's just that, that motivation of something coming up, something's on the calendar, those, you know, home groups, that kind of stuff. Um, home groups, book clubs. Um, okay. I'm going to stop real quick and well, not stop. I'm just going to stop talking about that and talk about our sponsor for this week, who is prep dish. Prep dish is a healthy subscription based meal planning service. You guys know what prep dish is. If you've been listening for ever, basically. Um, but just in case, or in case you have not given it a try yet, let me just remind you one time, one more time. Who I have got some really good speaking abilities this week, huh? Every week, members get an email with a grocery list, a detailed set of instructions that guide you through doing all your prep work at one time, like over the weekend, and instructions for getting the meals on the table on the nights that you eat them. If your weeknights are busy and you wish you could do the work on the weekends to automate... Mm -hmm. See how this all ties in to automate healthy eating during the week. That's exactly what prep dish will help you do. Allison, the founder of prep dish is offering listeners of a slob comes clean, a free two week trial. Go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to get yours. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to get a free two week trial to find out if prep dish is exactly what you need for your family. Okay. That's automating. See what I'm saying? It's, it's like going ahead and taking the one step. Sometimes it's that power hour that we've talked about before where you're like, oh, that sounds like something I should do. And it's like a very short process to go ahead and set something in motion by either putting it on your calendar or signing up for the two-week trial of prep dish or whatever to make the things happen that you want to happen that have just been in this, oh yeah, that's something I really should do. And instead turn it into something that actually happens because it's been automated. It's been set into motion. Okay. So other things that I do, um, you know, and this is, I've, I've talked very, you know, I think I have two different podcasts going into it in depth. Um, but I have somebody who comes and cleans my house. I did not for the first like seven years of this whole deslobification process. So I feel, feel very justified. You know, I wrote my books before I ever had anybody, um, coming to clean or at least the first book anyway. Um, so I did have to do it all on myself on my own. I could not afford it, but having somebody come to do the, um, you know, scrub my sink and my kitchen counters and my kitchen appliances and my bathrooms and my floors and all that. Um, that is a major thing on the calendar. And I am so, I do so much more thorough picking up and keeping up with, I mean, I do not want her doing a single dish. And so I make sure that my dishes are completely and totally done, or at least hidden under the sink if they're not. Um, but I mean, that is my, that's a thing on the calendar that forces me to keep things under control. It's not that I let it build up for two weeks and then she digs me out of the mess. No, it's that I am 
incredibly highly motivated to not waste the money that I'm spending because money's not doesn't come out of my hands very easily. It's very painful for me. But knowing that she's coming means that I am motivated constantly to not let it get to a point where it would be difficult for her to get to the surfaces that she needs to clean. Okay. And so it motivates me. It's something on the calendar. It automates the fact doesn't happen without me working. In fact, I work a lot harder because I have to work so hard to make sure it's ready for her when she comes. But that on the calendar is worth it to me. See what I'm saying? So it doesn't necessarily make it easy and mindless, but it makes sure that it happens. Okay. Um, what are some other things? Oh, here's another idea that I had, um, that I've done recently and I call it. So I used to be part of a group, um, when my kids were preschoolers at my church, you know, of, of stay at home moms. Um, and I've just, our, my kids are older. The moms who I was in that group with, our kids are older. Of course, we don't go to that group anymore. Um, haven't for, I don't know, it's been like years and years, but, um, probably seven or eight years. Um, but you know, I saw myself needing connection with those moms because it can be real isolating when your kids are teenagers because you're all so busy and then you just don't have that, let's get together and let the kids play anymore. That just doesn't happen. So, um, so I just sent out a text. See, that's that first step to make things happen. And I said, Hey, every other week, which my plan was it being the Friday morning after my cleaner comes on Thursday, cause my house will be clean. I said, every other week, you guys just come over to my house and, um, we'll have breakfast together. Just drop the kids off at school and then come over here. So be early. Um, you can come in your pajamas. I don't care. Um, and it turns out it's ended up being, um, we've actually done it at a restaurant every time because I was having stuff, you know, worked on in my house. So it didn't work the first week. And then the next week, I don't remember what it was. That was the reason. And then like, I wasn't able to go today, but they still met, but you know, it's something that I needed and it was simply one text that set it in motion. Now that one text could have potentially been met with people saying, um, yeah, no, or just not responding. But instead, every single person I texted was like, thank you. Yes, we've been needing this. And so now it's just kind of taken on a life of its own. And so that that's my point is the setting up, send the one text, make the one statement, open your big fat mouth to get things going. That's going to put it in a way where it motivates you to keep doing this thing that you've been meaning to do, you know, get it on the calendar somehow. Um, other ways to set things in motion. I've talked before about subscribe and save. Now that is a really great thing to set things in motion. Um, subscribe and save being what you can do on Amazon, um, to set up certain things that you use consistently that you hate running out of, but maybe you don't notice that you're running out and then all of a sudden you need it and it's gone like toilet paper. Um, I think, you know, shampoo, razors, um, cleaning supplies, all that kind of stuff. If you use it consistently, paper towels, whatever it is that you use, um, setting that up on subscribe and save means that you can set it up to come to your house, um, once a month, once every two months. I think I have trash bags come every five months, four or five months or something. I'd have to go look, but it's basically like I've kind of figured out, I, I would guess the first time and then 
I would get the email saying you have a subscribe and save shipment scheduled. And I would go in and look and go, oh yeah, we don't need those yet. And so then I would put it off another month and make it a different, you know, time period. But over time I've built up certain things that just, you know, laundry detergent, dishwashing detergent, it just shows up at my house. Now, are there occasionally mistakes? Yes. There are times where I didn't actually somehow use all of whatever it was. And here I get another shipment of it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I really could have used that 20 bucks on something else. Um, but the truth is even with those mistakes where maybe I should have rescheduled that and not had it come, it still takes so much stress off of me and brain power off of me that I don't have to spend on this, that it's worth it to me. Okay. And that's so often what it's about. It's so often about the constant decision-making, the constant, oh, I should do this. I should do that. Okay. Take the five seconds that, um, which is not always five seconds, but take the short amount of time to go ahead and set things in motion. Okay. Go, you know, as you run out of laundry detergent, or as you know that you're about to run out of laundry detergent, go look and see if there's a subscribe and save option so that you go ahead and order it for your next laundry day. But then it's also set up to come, you know, once a month, um, meal planning, even, you know, any kind of meal planning is going to help. But like I talked about, you know, setting up a thing where those decisions are made for you is, is really helpful. Um, this is also where my weekly house cleaning tasks come in. Um, I have podcasts on that. Uh, this is what I did for all those years before I started having somebody come in and do some cleaning for me every other week. But, um, you know, this was how I managed, it's still how I manage laundry. Um, but it was how I managed the, you know, mopping and the bathroom cleaning and the, what were the other ones? My mind is blinking anyway, but Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Oh, dusting and vacuuming and all that. Um, you know, that's how I did that. It worked well for me because it was on the schedule. I had, you know, I knew when Monday rolled around and I still, this is what I do when Monday rolls around, it's laundry. That's just the definition of Monday for me. Okay. It could be Tuesday for you. It could be, you know, Mondays I do kids laundry, Wednesday I do adult laundry, Thursday I do whatever else, dog laundry, I don't know. Um, but you know, you have, everybody has their own way of doing it, but it's putting it on the schedule because Monday rolls around and you're like, oh, well then that means it's laundry day. So it's kind of like it reminds you instead of letting, oh my goodness, nobody has any clean, clean underwear be the thing that reminds you. Okay. So having it on the calendar helps. Now, another thing to realize is that just because it's on the calendar doesn't mean it can't be adjusted. So even though, you know, that was one of the things with the weekly cleaning tasks was just because I had it on Tuesday for bathroom cleaning, if I missed a Tuesday, that did not mean I threw the schedule out. It just meant that that helped me the next Tuesday go, oh my goodness, it's been two weeks. And the next Tuesday go, oh my goodness, it's been three weeks since I've cleaned the bathrooms or whatever. And so it was a natural reminder for me. The schedule, the one of the reasons people like me tend to resist putting something on a schedule is that we think, well, what if I put it on the schedule and then I can't? What if something happens? Well, that's going to happen in life. I mean, it just is, you know, you're going to put, say that, 
you're going to clean bathrooms on Tuesdays, which was always my bathroom cleaning day. And, and that's going to be great. And that's going to work. And Tuesdays are wonderful. And then you're going to have a Tuesday where you can't. And yet I was always better off to have Tuesday as my bathroom cleaning day because it was on the schedule as opposed to, well, you know, some Tuesdays I might not be home. Sometimes Tuesday is the day when, I don't know, I'm trying to remember from those days, but you know, the zoo has half off or something. And so there's going to be Tuesdays where I'm not home. So, you know, that's probably not going to work. I'm probably just not going to do that. Instead saying, I'm going to do it on Tuesdays as much as I can. And even though there are going to be Tuesdays that don't work, I'm better off than I was if it wasn't on the schedule for Tuesday. Makes sense. That's how I automate it. That's how I consistently keep something happening. Um, Okay, and, and, and knowing that having those weekly cleaning tasks assigned to a certain day of the week is a big T-pad fighter, okay, which is, you know, time passage awareness disorder, T-pad. It's totally made up by me, but it's that, it's giving me that consistent Mondays happen every single week. Oh yeah, it's Monday. It's a reminder. It's a help for me to have a general idea, even if it's not a precise idea, a general idea of how long it's been since I did some tasks that needs to be done consistently. Um, okay. So before I go, I just want to make sure that, um, the last thing that I say, and I encourage you to do is to stop saying, I'll look at my calendar and let you know. You know, I just met with someone today about something kind of exciting that I want to tell you guys about, but we just met this morning and we were like, okay, well, this is our next step. And I said, all right, let's get out our calendars because the reality is I have a phone. I mean, I have a computer in my hand. I have a calendar right there and I use my calendar on my phone a lot. And so instead of saying, yeah, let's do that one day, say, okay, let's put it on the calendar right now. Even if you get home and find out, oh, that's not going to work for one of you. The fact that you put it on the calendar means that you are a thousand times, that's me exaggerating and guessing, thousand times more likely to reschedule it instead of just, and it actually happened instead of you having said, yeah, let's put that on the calendar. You go home and neither of you ever think about it again. I mean, that that's just reality. If you will get it on the calendar. And sometimes I, I think sometimes people are, um, a little taken aback, you know, because I'm so big on this now, <laughs> I've just gotten to where that's what I do. If somebody says, Hey, let's do such and such. I'm like, all right, okay, let's put it on the calendar. And I would say 20% of the time, again, I make up numbers, but 20% of the time it doesn't end up happening because for whatever reason it, it you know, somebody had a conflict or something came up, but 80% of the time it does happen. And back when I would, we would, when I would say to people, yeah, let's do that someday, maybe 5% of the time it ever actually ended up happening. Okay. So that, you know, getting something on the calendar is just such a way for me personally to, substantially increase the chances it's actually going to happen. Um, okay. I think that's what I have for this one. Yes. All right. Before I go today, and I'm sorry if this was rambly, but 
<laughs> They're all rambly, right? Anyway, um, before I go today, I want to make sure that you know that um, I have a patron-only Facebook group. So if you are interested in being in that super secret group, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. And you can get information there about joining that. Um, you have to be a patron at the $5 a month level um, for that to be a perk that you get for those patrons. Um, but do be sure if you are already a patron and you are not in that group, please email me at a slob comes clean at gmail.com because you are supposed to be, but you have to fill out the form. I have invited every single person who has filled out the form. Like I'm super organized on that issue right there. I mean, I have the date when I invited them, blah, blah, blah. You've been invited if you filled out the form, but if you never filled out the form, which there are lots of you who have not, because I know for some reason it, I don't know. Some people see it. Some people don't, but whatever. Don't worry about it. If you can't find it, just email me and I will get you the information you need to fill out the form so that I can invite you. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.